0: And welcome to Splaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by Deb Aoki, Christopher Woodrow Butcher, Chip Zdarsky, and myself, David Brothers, follow along with our show notes and reading list at Mangasplaining.com. And I completely botched the intro again. I'm going to blame the Invisalign that I've had for the past 22 weeks making me talk funny. <laughs> you were on such a good streak, too. Yeah, right? I had, I don't know, <laughs> my vanity really sabotaged me on this one. <laughs> But we are here today to talk about Baki by Keisuke Itagaki. It is a battle manga in the truest sense. It's something we haven't really talked about much on... Actually, correction, it's something we haven't read much on Manga Playing, but we have talked about a lot, Mm. made tons of comparisons to other manga in terms of like battle manga is this way, battle manga is that way. And for my money, Baki is one of the most enjoyable battle manga and also one of the purest. There's not a lot of... like fluff and characterization, padding things out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that pesky characterization getting in the way. (laughs) Dialogue, disgusting.
0: (laughs) But my introduction to Baki was actually through the anime. There were some original video animations in the late 90s, 1994 is when it was made in Japan. I think it hit over here a few years later. And it was one of the craziest anime I saw as a kid. Like even with Akira with Fist of the North Star, Baki was the one where someone fought by, like, yanking on someone else's nerve endings and, like, doing stuff like with <laughs> organs. <laughs> so, it's always stuck in my mind as a thing where it's very over the top. And when I revisited as an adult, I was surprised that it's still very over the top, but, like, much more consciously over the top than I thought it was when I was a kid. I thought it was kind of like a Rob Liefeld. It's just out of proportion because it's out of proportion thing. So, I wanted to bring it to the podcast because... It's very straightforward. Like, if you aren't into this kind of manga, you probably won't like Baki. But if you like these kind of action scenes, this kind of, like, non-toxic hyper-masculinity, to try Mm -hmm. to coin a phrase. All right. Yeah. Now I'll get uh, Chris's (laughs) opinion on that in a little bit. I think Baki has a lot going for it. So, I actually, yeah, let's start with Chris. Christopher, what do you have for us on Baki?
2: I need you to pull apart non-toxic hyper masculinity. Yeah. Before I answer because there's some toxicity that I have detected in this first volume. So <laughs> love to hear. Love to hear what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I would say the non toxic aspect is through Baki himself, who is mostly motivated by competition. Like, can I beat this guy? Is it possible to beat this guy? Can I improve myself and like go to the next level? Well mm-hmm. everyone he fights are mostly, you know, murderers in this volume. But mm-hmm. it doesn't position Baki as the only way to be a man, just the strongest way to be a man. And that's like a storytelling thing I think is kind of interesting. And as the series goes on, you meet Baki's father, who is drawn like an actual demon. Like the (laughs) subtitle of one is Baki's son of Ogre. And the best advice he has for his son is have sex with your girlfriend as soon as possible because love will make you a stronger fighter. Which is not the kind of lesson that you would expect from a series that looks like this. That like love is, you know, what keeps you moving along. Hmm. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with the non-toxic hypermasculinity. It's not necessarily – it's tough guy stuff, and it's very macho, but it's not macho in the sense that, like, the Punisher or something like that is macho. Hmm. Actually, Chris,
1: counterpoint.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not like I am – so this may be a situation, my good friend, where mm. you having <laughs> taken in a lot more of the media – that is Grappler Baki has changed your perception somewhat from what is in this volume (laughs) because this is trash. Like this is the most (laughs) excessive like (laughs) manga version of trash cinema Mm -hmm. that I've actually read. Like this is trashier in every single way than the previous series, which I actually had read from Raijin published Grappler Baki. The first series they published like four or five volumes before they went under yeah, I don't know, like a decade ago, two day, dec- like I don't know, time ago. Time is meaningless, and yeah, man, it's just. I actually read the first. I read the second volume because I was like, I gotta, I gotta give David the benefit of the doubt here and just keep going. <laughs> and it's fine because each volume reads in like five minutes, so it was like yeah. real easy and glad this was a uh, comics Unlimited title. <laughs> wow, like, and I and this is like metatextually trash. Like this is like buying grainy vcd rips of like <laughs> asian like revolution cinema from the 90s and it's like you can't quite tell what's going on all the times like my first volume of baki is like misaligned so like the like the whole mm. page is shifted up like an inch i guess oh yeah, and the this the is cropping digital on bad yeah, so the cropping on the Kindle version, I've got an extra inch of, like, black space at the bottom, and then the tops of the word balloons and the, and the whole pages are cut off. Like, it's like it's like an artifact that someone, like, snuck out of whatever <laughs> – where, from wherever it came and, like, badly photocopied it and turned that into the Kindle version. It is, like – there's – no redeeming ideology in the first two volumes. It is just literal murderers escaping from prison by murdering as many people as they can to come to Japan to fight Baki so they can murder him. And that's the plot. Like, that's the plot of two volumes. In the second one, there's an actual fight instead of just (laughs) murdering, you know people that have to get in. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, cops who've been people. He's like, no, they murder the guy who's trying to sell him a Nikomon at the, like a, like a bun full of meat at the convenience (laughs) store. Like they're just murdering indiscriminately. And it's very good for what it is. It's very, very good for what it is. But there is to my mind, literally mm-hmm. no higher purpose in these two volumes that I've read and I'm trying to think back to the you know 15 years ago or whatever it was from when I did and the five volumes that I read there and there was no higher purpose there it was literally just like I I I am glad that you have found something in this <laughs> that is deeper I have not and it's not to say that it is a bad manga but it is mm-hmm. trash it is the is the definition of of like trash cinema of like trash pulp like pulpy paperback manga that you don't want your parents to see that is my take on grappler baki yeah volumes one and two but god bless you i'm glad you found something else in it
0: i love that after 80 some episodes i finally broke christopher
2: (laughs) oh no i i I read the second volume i'll read the third it's apparently free but it's just to see an interesting way in which someone gets their ass murdered
3: Yeah, It's just like, that was it to me.
2: It was like the iterative murder. It was like, oh, that's very creative the way that they murdered this person. Mm -hmm. Oh, that wasn't as creative the way they murdered this person. You just get to a, you cut to a reaction shot and they're just a smear on the ground. Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. like I mean, you say it doesn't have a higher
2: purpose, but like. Chip, did you have a rebuttal? (laughs) well i'm
1: interested in the idea of of a higher purpose because you know we read something like raw hero and i guess there's a higher purpose in raw hero that he's doing this for his like little brother or whatever but it's it's i mean this does away with the artifice of that i think there's
2: no artifice there yeah
1: there's just like no you're gonna love watching this kid the 17 year old fight these absolute monsters this is like i know i've used this example before mark miller who wrote like a lot of Marvel books and image books. And now he's trapped at Netflix. This so much of this reminds me of like the best parts of Mark Miller. Mm. Oh, I could see it because like Mark Miller always goes for the thing where he's just like to prove somebody is smart or strong or whatever. He always casually drops the most extreme thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like his version of Tony Stark, like gets off a jet drunk and goes, Oh, uh, in the last 2 minutes I just I solved quantum mechanics while drunk and high and I just changed the world in like the last 3 minutes. Like it's that kind of thing where it's just like, wow, it's so extreme and he's so smart and you just you've showed us that like so quickly. And mm-hmm. this is like that. Like these murderers are just <laughs> the craziest things I've seen on a page in a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. the the drawings are like Grotesque and beautiful in equal parts. Like it's it's yeah. Uh, another uh, name that I mentioned here before is Trad Like this is oh, some yeah. of these bodies are just <laughs> so Trad And I like I I actually laughed out loud several points at just the the decisions made in this book, the focus, and once I realized. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm I'm going now. Uh, <laughs> once I realized that this whole volume was just Backy sitting there in his school with this guy, and the guy just is telling about synchronicity, and like it's just all these bad dudes <laughs> through the whole volume. The fact that it goes on in volume two just makes me laugh even more. The fact that he brought in like C4 into the school as well to talk about his example is also hilarious. There are so yeah. many funny <laughs> things in this book. Deb, you're muted.
4: No, 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 I was just mouthing and going like, "Yeah, I, I don't know what to say." Yeah, no, (laughs) it's
1: it's 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 so over the top, and there's so many, so many pages and drawings. I'm just like, I'm delighted at the weirdness of it. Like, even the chapter titles. Like, I hit this chapter title, which is just Baki showing off his grotesquely muscled arm just mm-hmm. showing it to you with a smile yeah <laughs> like, half of those are
0: referenced from real life photos by the way like there's definitely no. one of them doing the boxing pose like the boxing pose
1: yeah oh yeah no I, I i totally know it because like i i talked about I, I did a thing on my my newsletter this week where i talked about my early days of doing comics and trying to do sample pages and i would buy bodybuilding magazines to like yeah that's you know, get the it. reference well, I didn't even realize until, like, I remember buying them. I'm like, okay, and I kind of doodled Batman over, like, a bodybuilder. And then, like, when I get to the back of the magazine, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of videos for sale here. Just, like, bachelor party videos of just, like, guys and pools <laughs> bouncing beach balls. I'm like, what is this? That, that's when I realized, oh, I know what the target for these magazines are. But, yeah, like, this is such a just like a ludicrous drawing of a teenager. At the look at his face just like, oh, just a casual, like, oh, I'm looking at you and showing you my insane arm (laughs) (laughs) it's just so funny i uh, yeah i i enjoyed this very much and i relished in the the weird violence and and the weird phrases like the strong is the beautiful strong is the beautiful oh yeah (laughs) just on a page for no reason with no design yeah oh god even just even just this drawing of the one guy in which his butt has inhaled the (laughs) pants yeah it's amazing. It's amazing. Because these are all just like choices you make. And the choices <laughs> in here are, are just so wild. I love it. I just love it.
0: I like that both of you are on kind of opposite ends of the spectrum because it's exactly what I was talking about where if you like stuff like this, this would be up your alley. And if you're, you're not into it, it would be almost repulsive in a way because it's so what it is.
1: Yeah. But so I, cartoony too that I can't I can't even see it as being repulsive. Like if it was realistic looking, I might be like, "Oof, I don't know." But like
2: these, these I, I didn't caricatures. dislike this. I feel like maybe I have not been clear. I didn't <laughs> dislike this book, but I have no pretensions about what this book is. Like no. mm. the strongest, beautiful is like literally the thinkingest that this book gets. <laughs> it's just like, what if people were just like kept getting stronger and you kept finding new muscle groups to work out <laughs> somehow and then drew them all. Yeah. I think Tradmore is an awesome comparison, but we haven't heard from Deb yet. Yeah, um, I'm stoked. <laughs> I would love to know whether Deb liked it or not, let alone what she thought of it.
4: Well, obviously not my first choice for
3: <laughs> how
4: to use my comicology unlimited credits. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I had heard about Baki for many, many years. It was one of those books that everybody talked about, like, why isn't this? Why isn't there a legal version of this? And, oh, my God, it's so amazing. And, oh, my God, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wasn't incented to go look up the illegal versions to see what people were talking about, right? I did a manga panel at Comic-Con. And um, Tahe Shiohama from Media Do said, mm. oh, we're going to do Baki, so can we announce it? And I went, sure, yeah, let's, let's announce it at the panel because you have no you know, industry panel and let's go ahead and do it. Let's see what happens. And yes, people got excited and then people were less excited because the translation wasn't so hot. But I remember reading the first two chapters and stopping. <laughs> <laughs> and going, okay, here we go. <laughs> Not my thing mm-hmm. later by. So this is the first time I've read the entire first volume. I got to say, like, uh, uh, maybe what's kind of coming up for me is because immediately before reading this, I was reading two other series that are kind of well known for their their over the top violence and battle drama, which is Solo Leveling, which is a Mm. webtoon, and Kaiju Number Eight.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: Now, what's interesting about the two, and the difference between that and Baki, is that in Kaiju Number Eight and Solo Leveling, the enemies are all monsters, right? So yeah, go ahead and dismember them, right? And yes, of course, they're going to c- come back from the dead when you think you've killed them, right? Makes tons of sense, because who knows what, what the logic is for monsters, right? Mm-hmm. With Baki, on the other hand, it's like, wait, 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 how, 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 how is this guy who was hanged come back to life? Wait, 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 wait. How does this guy who wasn't the electric chair shake it all off and go, next?
1: Martial arts, Deb. They're just that strong (laughs) and evil,
4: Um, evil, evil. Because apparently, evil is its own immunity potion. I don't, I, I don't even know, but. Like some of it I got, you know, if you kind of relax and, you know, breathe into it, like the Las Vegas-ness of it all.
2: Mm. (laughs) That's actually a really good This is a little bit the Las Vegas of manga. Mm.
1: (laughs) The Las Vegas of manga.
4: Like, just don't take this shit so seriously because why why should you, right? It it wasn't there to be be taken seriously. So the part where the guy, like, whispers in the guy's ear and the next panel he's blown his brains out the other ear, like, so much ear snot. Like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's so inventive. Yeah. And yet yeah. so impossible. I'm gonna roll with this. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna give them props for coming up with the most amazing ways to kill people <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> injure people and take people to what you think is the brink of death and have them snap their head around and go, psych sucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not just it's not just the creative ways of killing people, it's also like like when they discovered that guy escaped up the shaft, which is the Those slightest pieces of rust <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his what? fingers.
3: Like, I mean, like, like, oh, the thought okay. that goes
4: into this, right? Like it's just yeah. always a mm-hmm. surprise because you think, there's no way this is possible. And it isn't. But he just, he just leans really hard into it and he just has fun with it.
1: Yeah. They're also like, I mean, it's telegraph in the sense that they're all 10 feet tall. Like these are clearly like the world we're in clearly, these the normal rules don't apply here
2: <laughs>
4: they yeah, all have muscles great. like they have balloon animals right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all their all their muscular parts are just like twisted balloon animals like tubes it's like it's a very yeah. unique style <laughs>
2: yeah
0: i love it we have such a good spread of opinions on this one i think <laughs> i definitely want to get back to what chip said when he said it's grotesque and also what deb said when it's very las vegasy But one thing about this that's actually unique for me is I'm generally like a comics over animation guy. If there's an adaptation of a comic, I usually like the comic more. Mm. But in this case, partly because of what Christopher and Deb mentioned about the translation and the formatting, the Netflix anime for Baki is actually a little more fun than the manga for me. It's like the translation's a little better. The tops and bottoms of the screen are cut off. which is very irritating. (laughs) Which they've updated on volume one for Kindle, and I hopefully they'll do the rest down the line. But it sounds like the comicsology version might still be messed up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reader, beware, perhaps. But so, grotesque. Years and years ago, when I was like kind of a baby comics journalist, a friend of mine, this writer named Jeff Clock, wrote an essay about the grotesque in art and how it doesn't mean ugly, it means out of proportion. Yeah.
3: yeah. And mm-hmm. it really
0: sort of shifted my perception of the grotesque and kind of what it brought to this story and the storytelling. And the way everyone in here is 10 feet tall and muscles on muscles on muscles, it kind of works like in Chainsaw Man, how he's this like raving like sketch of a character who's murdering things and you don't think it's that bad because he's not as human. And I think this has a very similar effect where like these guys actually have muscles on muscles. Like it's it's like a joke about Popeye or superheroes, but they all look like Bane in various ways. Yeah. And there's something really fun about that,
1: I think. I I almost see a comparison to some of the drawings of people in this to like kind of Tom of Finland stuff. Like it's like just Hmm. over, just enough over the top and like, yeah, the, the rendering is just kind of like such to really make all these elements kind of pop. Yeah. Yeah. And here it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that version of grotesque that I mean, like what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just over, over the top. Like even, even just like the, the regular people, like their legs are, two-thirds of their body Mm -hmm. and the pants are just like a whole other thing like the pants are just like garbage
0: bags on each leg
1: (laughs) yeah they're like weird symbiote creatures or whatever even on like a guard like it's Mm -hmm. it's all the style choices in this are so distinct and that's i guess that's why i I like it so much the fact that like there's nothing else like this like There there, have been a few... kind There's of nothing else like read. this
2: that you've read.
1: That
0: I've I read. would yeah, actually fair. agree with Chip and say there's nothing else like this because the things that are similar to this aren't as good. Like, they're kind of...
2: That's not... Have you read, like, Worst or Crows? Yeah, I've read Crows. Crows or West I've Game seen Park. the movie. Yeah. Record
0: of Ragnarok's the more recent one that's, like, like... This
2: isn't, like, an iconoclastic series. This comes out of, like... It's halfway between, like, a teen... Japanese street gang yeah. manga and a battle manga and I think yeah. I think it does a lot of things really really well it's why baki's baki that's why like most of the weebs when you say oh we're going to read baki they're like oh i wonder what they're going to think oh my god when that yeah. guy's face got crushed <laughs> like yeah like it is it is it's is not out there alone Just to be
1: Hmm. clear, I'm referring to the art style. I'm not referring to, like, I'm sure there's a lot of books like this that are just, like, uh, murder, extravaganza. But, like, I don't know of any artist that draws a a fist like that. Like, (laughs) that's just, like, almost cubist.
2: That is grotesque, yes.
1: It is grotesque. And, like, even this is one of my, this might be one of my all-time favorite pages in a comic.
0: The swimming? Like,
1: (laughs) the swimming. Like, just the choice to be, like, to take up, Two thirds of the page with an extreme close-up of this guy swimming, and it's almost all just like teeth mm-hmm. and just those weird lines and his like half-lidded, beautiful eyelashes. Like it's all, yeah. It's a, it's amazing. It's this is an amazing book. Might be my favorite book. I can't tell.
2: Love it. <laughs> you're only reacting to me.
1: No, pulling it apart,
2: <laughs> and you're like, no, no. Now I like it more, actually. <laughs> That's what always happens on these episodes. Yeah, yeah, I always end
1: up liking any book more, even if I start off not liking it. But this one, I came into liking it a lot, and like the more I'm looking at them, I'm like, oh man, like what amazing like line work here to that I just haven't seen before. And I think that's yeah. I get so bored now. I think with a lot of comic art, whether it's American <laughs> or even even a lot of the kind of the manga we read, where it's just clearly mm. like a studio pumping out a thing with styles that are kind of indistinct or just the photo backgrounds like this is not that this is clearly like the feeling of like one creator even if they have assistants like they're, they're all on board with like with this it's so <laughs>
2: specific and weird yeah yeah.
1: yeah this feels like art
2: five dudes in a room chain smoking cranking out these pages 30 a week yeah it's yeah, awesome. I feel you. yeah.
0: And that grotesquerie relates to Deb's Las Vegas feeling where like anything goes and if it goes, it goes to the limit no matter what. Yeah. Because something I really like about Baki is actually outside of the book. It's that the guy who created Baki, his daughter is the person who draws and writes Beastars, which also oh, has wow. a very singular style. Like, yeah, not, they don't draw like each other, but they both draw no. weird, which I really appreciate. Yeah, no kidding.
4: So distinctive, right? Like it, yeah. It, it ignores any how to draw manga book out there. It ignores what is the hot style to draw in,
3: mm-hmm. which
4: makes all the isekai manga look pretty much indistinguishable from each other. This is a very individualistic style of visual storytelling. And for that, I have to applaud. Yeah. <laughs> That's not easy.
0: I didn't notice those weird knuckles that Chip pointed out on page 84, <sighs> I think. but totally right like there's just I, it feels like there's passion behind the page like it's so weird in such a specific way that it feels like this is what this person really wants to do and somehow like they found an audience that would support it because this is the sequel series to the original like there's grappler baki there's new grappler baki which is what we have baki hanma and then baki Do, and then another baki Do. like it's kind of ridiculous
4: Wait, does Baki stay 17 the entire time?
0: He ages up slowly, maybe. He's not like a Kosakushima type. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing if it was. But he's mostly like, you know, like late teens, early twenties kind of a guy. But the strongest fighter in the world.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you See, know. this is
4: weird for me, right? Because I didn't read the first series. So there's no buildup to me to have me understand why everyone's so afraid of Baki, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, it it's like he just looks like a kid with a bunch of scratches on his face and I'm like mm, okay
0: that's I the guess. toughest look for a kid to possibly have I guess
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the aura so you're, you you start with this volume and yeah. you're just like everyone's afraid of Baki and he's just sitting there in a chair and that's all he does for literally the whole volume learns about synchronicity in yeah. C4 while other people just murder people in his name to try and get to him mm-hmm. this is a The real Poochie vibe to this volume. Like everybody's like, when Poochie's not on screen, everyone should be talking about Poochie, wondering what he's doing. He should just be effortlessly cool at all times. Like real Poochie vibes, this first volume. I wonder if this came out around when Poochie debuted in The Simpsons.
0: That'd be kind of amazing, actually. But also it's like, it is not, actually I don't think there's a bad place to start Baki because it's not like there's a lot of continuity to keep track of. But it does throw you into the deep end. I mean, is it kind
4: yeah. of like starting JoJo's from the Stardust Crusaders instead of reading the first
0: arc or no? Yes. It's yes, but actually, yeah, I'll just go with yes. <laughs> I know too much about JoJo's. It's more or less the same kind of thing. Or it's more like picking up Spider Man with like part two of the Tom Holland stuff where he's already been established as Spider Man and for some reason Tony Stark is. Dead and all this other stuff is going. On. Yeah, it's like there's stuff Spoilers. you have to pick up on. I mean, nobody likes Tony Stark, right? <laughs> this should be a gift. Ah,
4: contraire.
1: <laughs> I, mean, love, I mean, oh, sorry. For that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Iron Man readers hate me because every time I throw Tony Stark in one of my comics, he's like a total asshole, and everybody just nice. beat him up. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I was writing Iron Man, I'd write him different. But he's, I'm um, bringing him into Daredevil. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but Deb, the Las Vegas aspect of this. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Are there other manga you, you think have that similar kind of feel?
4: Well, obviously JoJo's, right? JoJo's is over-the-top batshit crazy battle, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we're going to do whatever we feel like doing and, you know, physics, logic, history be damned. We are just going to propel the story forward and you're going to just mm-hmm. go along with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's delightful that way. Like, And Fist of the North Star is a little bit like that too, right? It's like gonna be crazy but you are down with this you know people you want this Mm -hmm. but I will say that one thing that strikes me about reading Baki is and maybe I'm wrong and there's a boy's love about everything but it (laughs) seems like this is made distinctly with the male gaze in mind like there is probably no lust happening here <laughs> <laughs> for any of these characters. And I see that because, like, you know, Tokyo Revengers is violence, but the guys are hot. Mm. And like, JoJo's violence, but they're kinda, they're kind of gorgeous in a weird way. <laughs> this one mm. is like, no, they're just all ugly and macho and they're going to beat each other up and their eyes are kind of facing in the wrong direction.
0: it's martial arts (laughs) so I'm
4: not even sure what to do with this so it's like oh this like my fujoshi meter is like like
1: (laughs) Like,
4: there's nothing happening
1: (laughs) if if Deb can't jerk off to it she's not gonna read it wow classic
4: I recognize (laughs) that I'm not
2: the target know. audience. And it's pretty
0: sexless in general, I
2: think, even, even with, like, the so big It is so sexless. Levels. There's a page where someone's doing, like, nearly nude full kick splits situation. I'm like, where is his dick? Come on. This is worse <laughs> than Marvel Comics. Like, it is – I'll put it in the show notes. But, like, it it's – it is so – that's the other part of it. Like, it's, like mm-hmm. – if if one person even gets like punched in the nut in this series i would be surprised cuz that would be like too much Unlike like what did we what did we just read that had someone getting uh chainsaw married. married? yeah yeah it was so so <laughs> funny yeah i want to actually go back to like the vegas like where you're mentioning like things that oh, are just before, so before before you go back
1: before you go back are you telling me you didn't like this
2: guy He's meant... To, sorry, I liked him, but he is meant to be gross. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. Like, you're drawing a big, open-shirted fat dude with, like, a hairy chest, and it's like, this is the most disgusting thing I can draw. Because that's... that's the beautiful sweat. pecs. <laughs> that's where that artist is coming from. Like, kissable I Kissable
1: lips. I will say his kissable chest hair lips.
2: looks amazing. His chest hair does look amazing. Yeah. See, so yeah, we're getting crystal on the side. That. But what were you going to yeah. say, Christopher? Sorry. But, like... So you think about... F- Fist of the North Star is this, like, text that we haven't read on, on you know, Devin, and David and I have obviously read it, and <laughs> David especially, but we haven't read on, on podcasts. So it's not technically in our continuity for, for people listening at home. But <laughs> Fist of the North Star was this, like, really important manga in the 80s in Shonen Jump, super influential, but the, it fell out of sort of fashion, and the things that it influenced, like this, like JoJo's, like, that first volume of JoJo's is, is like, cut... You know, someone trying to chisel (laughs) Fist of the North Star from a different kind of material. You know what I mean? Araki Setsu's artwork has changed so much since those first volumes. And there was so much stuff like it that came out after Fist of the North Star because it was so influential. And it's not to say that Fist of the North Star didn't have its influences as well, obviously. But yeah, like, this is clearly... The things that you're mentioning are all clearly descendant of this, like, macho 80s shonen jump style of, like, over-the-top manga that has been... That was, like started to be replaced with Dragon Ball Z and then was completely replaced by like the Naruto One Piece Bleach generation with like much, much prettier, less, <laughs> less grotesque in there. I mean, maybe Luffy's grotesque in the way that you were talking about, but like, he's like a, yeah, cute I, grotesque, cute grotesque. And I, and I see that, I see this as like very much. It's, it's so fascinating that chip is like, this is such a breath of fresh air. Cause I think it is in some ways, but it's also, such a part of that school of, of manga making and manga thought and not in a bad way. Like, again, like I, I don't, I don't think that there's anything from my perspective to recommend this manga other than it is endlessly creative in how it murders people (laughs) and occasionally funny in doing so. But like, I don't think that there's more there and maybe it's a, you just have to be like, if you're in the mood for this, you're in the mood for it. Yeah. More in what sense? Like a, I don't want to like say It sounds so
0: <laughs> condescending.
2: But- yeah. Like what more could anyone possibly need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, Deb. What more could you possibly need from a manga than dudes, <laughs> a dude putting his lips up <laughs> to the ear of another dude and blowing until his brain splatter out the other side. <laughs> like, that's creative and, and and like fascinating and actually really interestingly drawn like it's we'll throw that in the show notes too like it's there's a high degree of craft here but there's for me i don't feel anything else like there's not anything like even like vagabond or lone wolf and cub where there's like a deeper understanding of of honor or the human psyche or like responsibility <laughs> or like you know you're, you're you're saying in the intro that it's like you know non-toxic masculinity and it's about like you know that and I'm like I don't see it like I literally can't mm. see it in this like in the in the first two volumes of the second series
0: yeah i do think that comes over time and in terms of themes it's still very thin don't get me wrong yeah yeah, yeah. but like the the feature the star of the show is definitely the craft like the drawings the just the sheer there's the one energy. volume where a guy regurgitates a grenade as part
2: of his fighting style later on. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like that's come on, dude.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and here's the thing, it's it really is. Yeah, I think you were right, the Rob field of manga. Like it's just like pure energy and dynamicism. Obviously, cranked up to, to, to like 13. Like if Rob Leafield's yeah. a 10 <laughs> on that scale in American comics, this is like higher and higher and higher and pushing it further and further and further. And that's great, but like, no one's going to be accused of Rob Leafield comic of having important things to say about (laughs) anything. (laughs) But so, storytelling
0: wise, what did you think? Like, is it clear? Does it. How do you think about it in that sense?
2: It's interesting. I think it is super clear. There's not one thing that I couldn't tell, one moment that I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. But I think the author has a weird over reliance on either full on, like, stuff like this like full on like, like a usual suspects body, kind of line full body full body full on looking directly at the person or perfectly in profile i feel like drawing he's really good at drawing characters interacting with each other and punching and like the sort of close-up grotesquerie but there's a scene where a dude's in a prison cell sitting at a table and it, it's a three-quarter overhead perspective and it just looks awkward a little bit to mm-hmm. me so but like i kind of don't care either because it's like he's clearly getting across what he needs to get across and the things that he likes drawing he's so good at so it doesn't bother me at all but since you asked you like i do yeah. think that yeah there's there's stuff he's good at drawing and likes to draw <laughs> and then there's stuff he's not <laughs> like when he has to draw these like Teens that don't have outrageous physiques—they kind of look like they're drawn with his left hand, and then like <laughs> you get the ten-foot-tall monster guy coming in behind them, and he looks like he's so fully realized—he's from a different manga, yeah. and that's like an effect—that's like a chosen effect, and I love it. I actually really love it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Deb.
4: I was gonna say like another artist that comes to mind is Richard Corbin. Oh,
2: oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's very Din. I think was the mm-hmm. one. Yeah,
4: the you know the. Very well-established, you know, muscles and stuff like that.
0: Tough guy comics. Tough guy wandering around fighting people Speaking of, I'm like
4: wrestling two cats to the ground now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, Baki was good research.
4: Yeah, they are like, my my two battle cats are, they just wrestle all the time. Yeah, it's not Baki. (laughs) But it's got that energy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I loved what you said about your Fujoshi spirit kind of bouncing off this a little bit because there is a drama which has the amazing title of The Chronicle of a Maiden Who Continued to Think that Grappler Baki is BL. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> of course there is
2: <laughs> I don't a, think it's translated. that's a lonely lonely shit boy <laughs> wow it's, there's
0: news on Crunchyroll about it it says an upcoming live action TV drama based on the essay manga by sociologist Junko Kaneda about a woman who labors under the idea that Keisuke Itagaki's violent martial arts manga Baki is actually a tinder boy's love story so <laughs> I really I really really want to see this I think Mm, I it's so that weird
4: of that, that sounds
2: more
0: interesting yeah and it's more interesting thing,
4: than this actually <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's i was glad to see there's kind of like a joking take on this it's also official because like this is it's goofy but it's very serious right like it's not mm. yeah you know, it's serious about stupid to borrow a phrase from a friend in a like a very good way and fist of the north star very similar like very very serious about like it's macho kung fu philosophy But all the spinoff material for these stuff, or I guess several different spinoff materials for these things, like, are just straight up parodies or, like, goofball takes on the real thing. Yeah. And I like, I don't know, I like that. I think it speaks to, like, the strength of the work, but also, like, the fact that the author's, like, yeah, have fun with it. Like, I had my fun. Here you go. Yeah.
2: Hmm. David, I want to ask you. Yeah. You invoked Raw Hero, or somebody did. I don't know if it was Chip. Chip invoked Raw Hero. Hero yeah. was self-aware. Hero was making jokes but was very much in on it. Like it was mm-hmm. like aware of the context in which it operated as a sort of I mean even the the title Ready and Wet Hero <laughs> <laughs> RAW. Do you think this is self-aware? Do you think that the people who were making this at the time that this was made, maybe now. Yeah, with a, you know, BL, you know, look at it, you know, 20 years later. But when he was making this, do you think he was self-aware at all or do you think yeah, and then this one, it's just gonna be friggin' cool. Do you think this is the equivalent of smashing action figures together, or do you think that they're, he is aware of what he's doing in the context he's working in? I think
0: it's both. Like, he's definitely smashing action figures together, but like, you can't draw a page like this with the guy crawling along the ground in a straitjacket and not be like a little bit self aware, you know? Like, it escalates to such a ludicrous extent so quickly. Like, the first chapter is an entire classroom of people who are terrified of Baki, who's just in there chilling with, like, two broken arms. And no <laughs> one gets what's going on.
1: They don't even know why, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's, like, the dumbest thing, but it's so good, too, in terms of, like, setting the stage for this this universe. Yeah, First chapter called Synchronicity, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, I would say not as self-aware as Raw Hero. I think, actually, Raw Hero is probably more... Um, Dramatically ironic, dramatic irony mm. is what I feel from our hero. Yeah, where mm. we can kind of see the gap between what's happening and like maybe the main character can't, but this is so earnest, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's exactly what they meant it
2: to be. If that answers your question, and I agree with that 100%. Yeah, huh. yeah, I actually agree with a lot of your taste.
1: <laughs> it's so funny, I I usually bounce off earnestness when it's like to do with love or like kind of positive emotions, but I love earnestness when it comes to things that are just gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anything where it's like, we talked so much about people who love to draw on this podcast. Like when you read a manga by like Taiyo Matsumoto or someone like that, where it's just like Mm. making marks, like I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. Tanaguchi, I think the same thing. Like you just feel the energy on the page. And even if the story isn't there, the storytelling might still be there.
2: Yeah. And I think those are often two different things. Yeah. And this, I, I feel like this dude loves to draw. I, I think, yeah. I, I don't think I've we've encountered a comic book that was more somebody doing what they exactly what they wanted to do at all times, <laughs>
1: what they were put on this <laughs> earth to do.
2: Than the <laughs> new Baki, new grappler Baki, whatever this yeah. particular volume is called. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, so like when good. you compare
4: it to like All Rounder Meguru, right, which mm-hmm. was very very dedicated to real combat, real physics. Real yeah, human real anatomy.
2: <laughs> Characters having interiority. Yeah. And this is like, Boring. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Actually, this does make All-Rounder Megaru look unforgivably boring. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, oh.
0: But Deb, I missed the last bit of your part about All-Rounder Megaru, like in comparison to this. Do you think they're trying to do similar things? There's a the
4: thing about like the protagonist is a young boy, right? Who is, Pretty good at what he does, almost from the get go, mm-hmm. and he deals with a succession of people who are older than him who want to take him down, and he s- seems in Meguru, he's like, yeah, I'm just doing this because it's kind of neat, huh? Like he doesn't have that passion for like I'm going to be the very best, right? He's like, I'm going to fight, Fighting is fun, I'm digging it, and then his, you know, his <laughs> arch enemy is like, I can't stand how casual you are about this, right? Yeah. So, but this one is like, Bin Baki's super casual about it, right? Like, his father's just telling him that the five most dangerous, awful, seemingly unkillable people in the world are headed to Japan and they are going to kill you, or they want to kill you, or they want to fight you at the very least. And, you know, Baki's kind
0: of like, dude, cool.
4: No, <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, there's no <laughs> sense of dread at all about it.
0: Very 90s Keanu. Yeah. Kind
1: of like,
4: ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of like the way like people go like like the weather report saying there's going to be a this giant hurricane coming, and people like some people run to the store and get cases of water and like every you know buy everything non-perishable, and some people are like, I got a bottle of peanut butter in the jar in the cabinet and some bread and I'll be fine. Yeah, that was my mom <laughs> by the way at the last hurricane. <laughs> I said, Mom, are you okay? She's like, I have peanut butter.
1: She's basically baki. Yeah, yeah, basically,
2: basically. She idea. don't
4: care because we're in a valley so far away from the ocean. She knows ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, <happening>. she's
2: prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah, I anyway. like it. No, thank you for that. Because I think all rounder is almost. It's a martial arts comic in the way that this is like a scare quotes martial arts comic. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like Deb was mentioning and Christopher too, how people are just like busting out of death row, like shrugging off being electrocuted. And it all really just comes down to they're really good at martial arts. You know, they yeah. can slow their heartbeat or whatever. Nonsense. It's, this is so much more of a cartoon, I think, where All-Rounder Megaru might be more of a TV show kind of a program. Mm. Nice. But that's like 40-something minutes on Grappler Baki. Just, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some final thoughts. Christopher, tell us about this trash we just read.
2: I think if you like 90s cinema, like... Ichi the Killer, Takeshi Miike, Korean New Wave kind of stuff. You're going to dig this. And I did. And it's just, you know, you got to be in the right headspace for it. And I think that there's nothing nothing wrong with that. But I I don't see anything else there. <laughs> Maybe you will. In fact, yeah. Ichi the Killer is another manga that was kind of like this and gross in the same way. And I, everyone was too scared to translate it at the time. Because, well we're going to keep this episode slightly family friendly despite my swears <laughs> earlier.
1: So,
2: yeah, yeah. Grappler Baki. I, you know, <laughs> I know that there's always another volume waiting for me and that's a warm <laughs> and comforting feeling. Nice. And Deb, how about you? What are your final thoughts on Baki?
4: Well, um, hmm, I don't even know where to start. Props to this guy from having such a unique and distinct visual storytelling style and such a unique and distinct point of view on telling this type of story. Where he's like, you know, like I I feel like sometimes with American comic books, no offense, Chip, but like they're (gasps) like they're kind of like tied to like, oh, is this physically possible? Is this scientifically sound? Is it? Is it within the realm of this person's abilities? Itagaki does not care.
1: Uh.
4: (laughs) He is just having fun. Kind of like how in One Piece, you know, what's the limits of Luffy's stretchiness? We don't know. Only Ichiro's Oda's imagination and whatever the demands of the plot might be at that particular chapter. And that's okay. You know, (laughs) it's okay for it to not make sense or for it to surprise you by being so, whoa, what? (laughs) And that in itself is entertaining. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I still find the way he draws distracting.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: But I I respect the the sheer energy and originality that's going on here. Probably not going to read volume 2 unless you force me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next week on maga Waning.
4: <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. But I'm glad we have this as a point of reference from now on.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> amazing is the rest of the season. Every time as Davis turned to pick, he just picked the next volume, just every single time.
0: Volume three. Volume we will four. learn to like this. Yeah, oh, yeah. just
4: you wait! I'll make you read Skip Beat.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the last season of manga explaining is going to be all conflict. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be all
4: spite picks. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Chip, how did you feel about Baki in the end? I, I loved it what Deb said about American comics is true, and I try to fight against it wherever I can. I think I mentioned on this podcast that I recently had Batman fall to Earth from the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And I I tried to make it scientific. I consulted our friend Ryan North to give me like, oh, if if it's like, how many G's before you pass out, and like, how do you reverse this and do that? And like, it's ludicrous. He cuts off his like, trunks to put them over his face, because his mask is cracking. Like, it's just... It's all sorts of superhero nonsense. And it was the most fun I've had writing a comic in a while. And sure enough, there are, are people out there that are just like, oh, I, I, I hate this. Like, Batman can't do that. I was yeah. like, what? He's Batman. Yeah, he can. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do take that point. I love this. Maybe it's because of that, that I love this. Because I'm always having to push back against that kind of thing in my work. That when you see someone just kind of like unleash and just do whatever, mm-hmm. it's totally fun. And yet there is no higher purpose to this. There's no themes. they are not digging into anything. <laughs> but I think so much work is like that, especially nowadays. It's always a question that's kinda of posed when when a project is being considered. That is is it's kind of a nice palette cleanser. It's weird that this is a palette cleanser, that this <laughs> grotesquery of violence could cleanse a palate, but I really feel like it. Like, if you're, if you just finished reading, you know, Portrait of My Father, it was like, oh, I just need a palate cleanser. Like, this is that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you got to be in the mood for it, clearly. But I I quite like it.
2: I love our
0: manga explaining canon that we're coming up with. Like, (laughs) Jiro Tanaguchi's on this side and Baki is on this
1: opposite side. Yeah. We do have some variety on this podcast.
0: (laughs) My final take is. I agree with everyone on the podcast. I think all you make some really good points. I think Chip's points are the goodest, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. But it is very much like story light, storytelling heavy, I would say. like, There's so much cool stuff going on. There's a guy that breaks glass with the vacuum in his palm. Mm. Which, yeah. like Chip, It's like Batman yeah. falling from space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's probably ludicrous. the most ludicrous thing about this series is down the line, they introduce a... Slightly misspelled Muhammad Ali and his son <laughs> Muhammad Ali Jr. for Baki to fight, <laughs> and it becomes a whole love triangle thing with Baki's girlfriend and Muhammad Ali Jr. And oh, it's like amazing. maybe the most disrespectful and funny thing I've seen. <laughs> I know what anime. this reminds you yeah. of?
1: Coliseum. Yeah.
0: Coliseum. Yeah, they, oh yeah, same genre. There's also can't get an with
4: Putin on a, on a tiger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a whole host of battle manga like this that are different from tournament battle manga, which are a little bit shonen jumpy, I suppose.
2: Well, we read uh, regular Ragnarok, Rock, which was a tournament battle battle royale manga. And oh, that was, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was grotesque. Actually, the art was grotesque in almost exactly the same way, but like not to this degree, I think. Yeah.
1: Dick Island, too.
2: No, that art was beautiful. Those were no. Beautiful I'm just saying, boys. a tournament.
1: It's a tournament. No,
2: yeah, no. Don't even don't don't Take sully out. this episode, <laughs> Dick Fight Island, with this trash. It was <laughs> <and> beautiful. <laughs> you didn't know where the with was. And with yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The next time I go to Japan, I'm going to engineer a Baki and Dick Fight Island crossover just for Christopher. Oh, well. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm there. I'm totally there. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I found Rammstein dodging she so I'm sure it's out really? there.
0: Really. Oh, yeah. Of the band members? Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
4: I'll the world is a, such a wide <laughs> place.
0: <laughs> But we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about some more Dojinchi and Boys Love stuff while we're out and then come back to do some shout outs. We will see you in a bit.
3: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards,
2: Every time,
3: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba da ba ba ba.
0: And we're back. We're here to do some shoutouts real fast. We're gonna start with Deb. What do you have to shout out for us this week?
4: Well, thematically, since I was grousing about how little fujoshi joy I was getting from Baki,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out a series I just started reading on in called Jinx by Ming-Hua. And it's about a top MMA fighter who he has this one hangup: In order to win, he has to have a very satisfying roll in the hay before his <laughs> before his next fight. And he he meets this personal trainer, physical therapist, uh, who is very much smaller than him, but is very, very down on his luck. His grandmother mm. is ill, she has cancer, and her treatment is costing him thousands of dollars. He has loan sharks coming after him. And so when he meets up with this world champion MMA fighter, who is super hot, by the way, he, tells, he offers him $5,000 to come over late at night. He goes, okay, well, massage, okay, you know, physical therapy. <laughs> no, <aw. laughs> Anyway, the, the sheer over-the-top, I guess, sadism that's going on here in this relationship oh. made me gasp. <laughs> it's <really>. intense. <laughs> There's a scene in the most recent chapter where he puts something around his, his manhood that makes his manhood even bigger and more bumpy.
0: Oh, and I've seen those at Don Quixote. Ouch! So it's just like Baki then.
4: It's like Baki,
0: but cute, <laughs> much prettier.
4: It's so if you read Baki and thought, I don't know if I'd screw these guys, go read Jinx by Mingwa.
0: And tell <laughs> me what you think. I'm trying to imagine a naked Baki character and like I kind of can't. Like they no. always have like the like the Kindle like fake
2: underwear. Yeah, okay. I yeah, the legs trot. are just sort of Connect directly into the torso in like a like a point link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they would just look like drawings. I don't oh my know. god!
4: All right, who's next with their next shit out?
1: Yeah, Chip. What do you have? I've been doing a lot of reading for work. Some Batman's. Mm-hmm. That's about it. My beautiful wife and myself have been settling in in the cold Canadian winter evenings and just rewatching episodes of The Good Wife. Oh, I don't know if any of you that's ever watched that show. It's a, it's a great series, and it's like, there's something really satisfying about the done-in-one. Like, you know, there's there's overarching stories, but it's just like, there's a legal case every episode, and you think they're not going to win it, guess what? They win it. And, like, you can just turn the episode off and be like, ah, I have no tension left now. Perfect. Go to bed. Happy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recommend it. If you're looking for something. It's smart, it's funny, and it's, it's
2: light, in a way. Kind of goes off the rails in later seasons. Watch out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Christopher, how about you? What's your shout out this week? I actually wanted to shout out. I was trying to think of what I wanted to shout out. And the last thing that I read was Tian Pham's book, Family Style. He serialized it, maybe just for friends. So maybe I'm not supposed to say anything, but friends and family on Facebook, a page at a time. And so I've been reading it now for, it feels like about a year, and it's finally coming out. It's coming out June 20th. It's the story of being a first-generation immigrant to the United States, and it's really good, really, really good. And yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a real big book when it comes out. It's got a beautiful cover, too. i actually just seeing the cover for the first time now, a beautiful bowl of noodles. Yeah, uh, fam Family Style. Check that out when it comes out this June. Deb, you said you just saw it at uh, ALA? Yeah,
4: so the unique thing about this book is ten used to do, he's a big foodie. He loves food. He always brings a box of Popeye's chickens to all my barbecues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go to your barbecues.
4: (laughs) So every chapter in the book is centered around a memorable meal that he had that makes him remember a certain moment in his life. Like he remembers when he, he and his mother and father were on a boat escaping Vietnam before they get to the refugee camp. They're attacked by pirates. And he remembers the the handful of cooked rice that his mom gave him that saved for him in her pocket. Like he remembers it tasting really, really good. He remembers the first Salisbury steak he has at school lunch when he moves to San Jose. So everything is centered around a particular meal, but it's also very heartfelt.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it looks great. I was just looking at sample pages online. Yeah, I was
0: looking at his hourly comics and I was surprised to see a donut shop that's in my neighborhood. Who might be neighbors? Actually, <laughs> oh hey, nice, man.
1: David, what's your This leaves me, yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
0: I introduced my picks for this season of manga's planning by calling them Violence Hell," kind of the series of books that I'm recommending <laughs> because there's like a, a specific type of book that I like or story rather, I like a lot and can consume almost endlessly as long as it's you know like baseline quality. And today, I saw a trailer for a movie called The Covenant which was directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, who has somehow turned into one of my favorite actors over the past few years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I mentioned, yeah, like, yeah. I loved Ambulance, Michael Bay's movie last year. There's something oh. about Jake Gyllenhaal where when he's on the screen, I'm like, oh, this guy's the best ever. And then, you know, when the movie's over, I'm like, okay, he's pretty good, but he's not the best. But, like, he might be one of the best ever. Wow. And in The Covenant, it's essentially he's an army sergeant who was in Afghanistan for the U.S. Army. They were ambushed. He was rescued by an interpreter that was along with them. And he made it back to the States. And the interpreter is in trouble back in Afghanistan. So it's Jake Gyllenhaal basically saying, like, this guy saved my life. Like, I can't leave him in danger. Like, I owe him my life, essentially. Like, I should be the one in the hole. So it's him trying to get back to Afghanistan and rescue this guy. And, like, war on terror movies are kind of hit or miss. But I trust Guy Ritchie and I trust Jake Gyllenhaal a great deal. And the trailer was really good. It was very much up my alley. It's very much a violence hell kind of movie where a guy throws his life away to save someone else. So if you like those kind of movies, that kind of story, check it out. Looks like a good
1: time. It just I'm just looking at it, it online right now in the, in the cast list. Uh, Anthony stars in it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Homelander from The Boys. He is so good. He's amazing on that show, though. So, and I've never seen him anything else. So yeah, I'm going to check this out.
0: And Alexander Ludwig, I think, was Bjorn and Vikings. He's huge. Like he actually looks like he should have been, you know, a Viking in real life. It looks like a good time.
1: Sorry, it's just like this is like a shout out attached to your shoutout, but if you like Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, did you watch the Sack Lunch Bunch? The John Mulaney special? No. <laughs> it's like a special he did where it's just like it's like a kid's special but like weird like and not. twisted. <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal okay. plays like like some guy, like the Music Man or whatever, comes out and just sings this insane song. You should definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, I will. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Cool.
2: So I gotta watch
4: movies one of these days.
2: That actually—it's it's weird. That I—it's the first thing you've recommended that's a TV show that I've seen. Is the Good Wife and <laughs> sack Lunch Bunch today? Yeah, there you go. It's, it's a little weird, actually. Like, wow. <laughs> we,
0: more or less weird than you and Chip both reading the same book around the same time with less in your book club.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. Because I, I, I just edited that
0: episode. Hmm.
1: Did you finish reading that, Chris?
2: Finish reading what? Less? Less? No, I haven't read it. I I flaked. Sorry, we had to go back to I had to go back to Japan for an emergency suite of meetings. Okay. So I actually missed book club and didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> no synchronicity at all. No synchronicity <laughs> at all. For shame. The martial arts are super
0: uh, low this week. Uh, but all right. We're going to call it a week. We will see you next week with more manga to be explained. Are we still doing that? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it in. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. This has been Planing episode 90, Baki, by Keisuke Itagaki. Thanks for listening. Our next episode is a small event, the Tokyo Scope crossover special. You can follow along with our complete reading list at mangasplaining.com and check out our newsletter and digital publishing endeavor at mangasplainingextra.com. Thanks to DADS for their musical accompaniment this episode.